Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for uh, listening to the program here today on Monday. Uh, this is July 19th, and uh, a beautiful day here in Chicago. And uh, let's just jump right into uh, our last segment here. Um, with us on the phone, we have a reporter for the Catholic News Service. Her name is Raina Guidos, and uh, she has written a very interesting story that I would urge all uh, our listeners here this morning to go see if they can get a copy of it. Uh, Raina, are you with us? I, I am. I'm having a little bit of a hard time hearing you. Okay, I will talk uh Clearly and slowly as possible, so hopefully you can hear me. I, I, how about this? I will do less talking, and, uh, and then you could, you could sort of take it from there. Um, Rena, so um, the, the story that uh, I was interested in talking to you about uh, appeared a couple days ago in Catholic News Service, and I found it interesting because right on the sort of the backdrop of, of the 4th of July and, you know, Independence Day that we had just celebrated, I think people in the United States are now hearing about, they're starting to hear about some developments on the island of Cuba, and uh, there's some people who are, are really uh, having some real difficult times right now due to some of the political problems there. And tell us a little bit about uh, your story um, that you wrote uh, about some of the bishops and, and what they were trying to get across to people, because I think we want to do as best job we can on getting the word out that there are some people who uh, don't live very far from us who are really uh, experiencing some difficult times. Tell us about your story you wrote. Bob, I'm sorry, the connection's breaking up quite a bit. Um, could you hear me at all? I can hear parts. parts. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about the story that you wrote that appeared in Catholic News Service uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I recently, you know, I, I wrote this uh, story about the what the Cuban American bishops um, had said in light of you know what I'll, many of us have seen in our TV sets or you know and and on the internet. Uh, about the protests that took place uh, starting on on July 11th, where there were you know mass protests in various um, Cuban cities, uh, and w- one thing that they pro- protested was you know the lack of medicine, but also the lack of food, and mixed in with all of it is you know uh, also a call for freedom, which you know the Cuban American uh, bishops, four of them, addressed uh, in a letter. Uh, a couple of days after the protest. And, you know, the interest of the church, of course, is the humanitarian aspect of it, because given that, you know, Cuba, like the rest of the world, is experiencing a pandemic, it's also doing so without a lack of uh, medicine, many resources, food, um, and under, you know, under the weight of the U.S. embargo. So, you know, even though we've all suffered, you know, particularly in in the pandemic, Cuba has had an extra set of problems. And I think it was just, you know, a a reaction to it. And the Cuban-American bishops, you know, uh, of course, responded to them as saying, you know, number one, we're we're with you. Um, But, you know, also calling on on the, um, the greater international community to try to help them out somehow. Um, through humanitarian aid, uh, which, you know, uh, fortunately seems something seems to be moving a little bit. Uh, they have been without a lot of uh, internet connection and communication with the rest of the world. 
but uh, yesterday I started seeing a little bit of movement uh, from some some websites and asking for money like Caritas, uh, asking for money to be able to help people out in this, this dire situation. I think one of the things that we talked about the other day that's important to underscore is when there are incidents like this that are going on, and when I say incidents, I'm referring to um, people who are in the streets, um, clearly, uh, for a lot of reasons that uh, they are in the streets and that they're um, having some problems. But one of the things I think we want to underscore is that um, these four bishops that wrote this letter, uh, I think are to be commended. Um, They're all of Cuban descent, um, I think there was one from New Jersey, one from Newark, one from Philadelphia, and I don't recall where the other two were from. But um, I think they're going to be commended because I think what they're doing in, in this is what the church does, I think, particularly well, is to highlight um, the fact that there are so many people in need and that we have to have some kind of response to those people to meet their needs. And I think that's really what the main purpose of that letter was, is to just call attention to the plight of people. Like you said, I, it, these are just sort of basic human needs that are lacking. It's food, it's, it's medicine, um, and, and, and to a degree, shelter, I think. Um, so I, 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 it's good to hear that you, you sense that there's some movement on this issue. Um, I'm, I'm hoping and, and, and we're all praying that there is movement on this issue. Um, do, do you have you had an opportunity to, to follow up with any of those bishops or are you hearing of other developments and calls for some more humanitarian aid to, to the island? Uh, I, I have talked to one of them. Um, Good. And, you know, I think that they have done um, they have stayed on the same path that they have always stayed, which is, you know, number one is to you know, this resolve to let Cubans have a say and be, mm-hmm. be actors of, of their own future, while at the same time trying to support them in whatever way they can, you know, whether it be materially, um, uh, which is a bit hard to do right now, but at least they're asking, you know, the, the help of the, the rest of the, the international community because one of the problems with getting help to Cubans right now is you know some of the, the restrictions that the U.S. has imposed mm-hmm. uh, in in you know during the Trump administration, but also have not been lifted during the Biden administration. So in terms of getting the material help from the U.S., it's a bit difficult. However, there's a lot of other um, you know countries that are able to get help in there, and so they have called for that number one. And the other thing is that they have you know uh, supported. At least, you know, in in whatever form they can, spiritually, the 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 call of, of the bishops over there, which is for dialogue, for peace, but this time also with something a little bit different, which is, you know, uh, living in Cuba is, is a bit of a, a tightrope for the bishops and in, in who are in Cuba, and they put out this statement uh, that had a bit of bite to it and. You know, I think that the role that the U.S. bishops did with that letter was also to say, you know, we, we're, we're here with you. We support you. But again, I think they're very, very mindful of letting, you know, Cubans inside Cuba be the actors of their future there. And, you know, that also includes 
the the Catholic Cubans, you know, who are in the church, and you know that includes the bishops. You know, they follow the lead of the bishops over there. The, the Cuban bishops first put out a letter, and then it was followed up by the one by the letter from the Cuban American bishops, basically supporting them. So, you know, one of the things that that um, the church has always been um, been after is to if we can't help you, you know, in, in, in this way, we're going to help you in this, this other manner, mm-hmm. but always with a pastoral approach, you know, of being there with a person when they need it the most. You know, sometimes uh, the church has been very, very generous uh, with the Cuban uh, church. The Cuban-American church has been very generous with the um, Cuban church in terms of you know, whatever they could send, they always did, but it's not just about the material, it's also about that spiritual connection with them, and the letter is a reflection of that. I think that's probably the things that they're most in need of right now, as you had indicated, sort of that spiritual um, camaraderie or, or it, anything they can do. Um, I, I also found it interesting when you when you were talking about um, the issue that this is one of those situations where um, I think we have to let the— I think you said something like we let the, have the Cubans have to have their own say— uh, in in their future and what they plot out to do. And I think that's very important for us to keep in mind as we talk about this issue, as as we see these developments in the media, uh, on the news. Um, and I, and I, my sense is we'll probably see more and more of this as, um, as, as, you know, develop, as events unfold. Um, is I, I guess my, my, my question, Rihanna, is I, I think you had mentioned Caritas, and maybe we should just explain a little bit about what Caritas is and, and how it functions. It's probably a little too early to figure out exactly how you know people in the United States can help, per se, but, but talk a little bit about Caritas and, and your understanding of its role. I'm sorry, talk about... Caritas. Caritas? Oh, Caritas. Yes. So um, what... Caritas, you know, um, provides a lot of, um, I, you know, I, I've had the, the opportunity to visit Cuba on, on a couple of occasions, and you know, and, and also the the, the um, Caritas facility in in, in Havana, and uh, they do several things. They provide food, they provide shelter, uh, they also provide a lot of different classes. But in this case, one thing that's been important that they have been providing is, you know, just basic necessities. Uh, because remember, you know, you have, um, you know, Cuban medicine has always been touted, you know, for this or that. But there's also, this is a, a pandemic of, mm-hmm. of, you know, um, a, a, different, a different level, you know. And then you're talking about an infrastructure that has very little, um, you know, not, not a lot of, it's um, mm-hmm. not a scale, you know, to no modern equipment to speak of in some places. Uh, so you're talking about dealing with a pandemic that, you know, it has been hard for us in the United States with all the things that we have right. to respond to the pandemic, uh, you know, just from, from our own hospitals, which are, are, are a little bit more um, developed. And over there, Caritas is, you know, with those whatever small things that they can do, you know, whether it's food, whether it's basic medicine, which is what people are clamoring for, they've been able to... Um, to provide that for them, so in a sense, you know that they're, you know they're they're providing things that 
most of us would get in the hospital or, or even by, by the government in some places uh, because it's just, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, a, a crippled island, you would say. Um, but yeah, last night, I think I was, I was very glad to see that they had, um, you know, and anybody can go, can go to their website, but um, I think it was the, the Diocese of Santa Clara in, in, um, in Cuba had put, you know, put something online about, um, you know, not getting into the political aspect of it by any means, but responding to the humanitarian aspect of it, uh, you know, to say, you know, we're trying to channel whatever resources we have toward this crisis. And, you know, even though it's very difficult for people in the U.S. to donate right now, um, there seems to have been some some sort of, you know, setup so that, you know, they can respond and be very transparent about where the money is going if you decide to donate money, um, because that's, that's the hang-up with the U.S. But at the same time, they are able to get aid from the different caritas, um, you know, in, in I think they got some from Germany, mm-hmm. um, certainly from various caritas in, in, um, in Europe, and, you know, from church, to, from church uh, uh, organization to another church organization, it's a little bit easier to do. And they have been able to get, you know, I think in the last day, you know, some, some, sort, of, um, some sort of help. The other thing that also seemed to, um, that I, I noticed is that sometimes when people would travel, for example, if I were to travel to, you know, to Cuba on, on, a, on mm-hmm. a pilgrimage or something, people would drop off some, you know, basic medicines such right. as, uh, you know, um, aspirins or, you know, ibuprofen, that sort of thing uh, that, you know, it seems very basic to yep. us, but it's also in scarcity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a place like Cuba, and you know, in that sense, you know, with with the pandemic going on, you know, we all need things to bring our fever down, to make sure, you know, that or whether to see whether we have a fever, those types of things, you know, those are material needs that to us seem very basic, but yep. are greatly lacking over there. And I can imagine that there are a lot, there's a lot of mobilization, which is what what I took from the the Facebook post that it put up that. There were entities, you know, that that don't have uh, the kind of restrictions, you know, such as Europe, to get some some material needs in there. Reina, thanks so much for joining us. The story uh, that she wrote uh, is on Catholic News Service website. Uh, Reina Guidos is a reporter there. Thank you so much for taking some time this morning. Um, I know it was kind of hard to fit in your in your busy schedule, so we're very uh, grateful that you could do so. Reina, thanks so much. Okay, thank you, Bob. Thank you. Uh, that was Regina Guidos, who's a reporter, editor at Catholic News Service. Uh, and so there's the music, so they're telling me we're wrapping up. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Thanks for listening to our program today. We'll be back on the third Monday in the month of August. Boy, summer is just cranking along here. It's Bob Gilligan. Thanks for listening, everybody, or watching um, on our streaming services. Thanks to Greg, uh, Thomas, who came in studio, Thomas Holt, as well as Steve Roach and Regina